Roleplaying Grenade is making an action horror podcast. Violent imagery, adult language, and graphic situations may occur. And as such, listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Role Playing Grenade podcast. My name is Ryan Gregg. I will be your director and game master for tonight. And we are, as always, playing a game called Knight's Black Agents by Kenneth Height, which uses the gumshoe system. Um, let's go around and meet everybody here tonight. Let's start with Hunter. Uh, hi, I'm Hunter O'Gwen, and I'm going to be playing the role of uh, Tain Walker, um, the um, inspired by Taika Waititi. Uh, I'm playing a discredited uh, mortician from New Zealand that is now um, living in the um, Ukraine area um, on the downwell. Tyler? I'm Tyler Gilbert. I'm playing Tyson Garris, a former CIA uh, infiltration expert who prefers tech to talk. And Wes? Yeah, my name's Wes Johnson, uh, playing Strom Alexander, a former uh, a DEA agent turned uh, freelancer. Tired of the war on drugs, so he's going to wage it against everybody. <laughs> war on drugs didn't work, now it's time for everyone else. <laughs> the war on everything. Hey, um, can, I, um, can I just be last in your war? Yeah, yeah. where's the sign-up sheet and how do I get to the bottom of that, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what is exactly. it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Say it again now. Hey. When last we saw our brave heroes, you guys were fleeing from the scene of a massive gunfight and a fight where you saw the second creepiest thing you've seen this weekend. You met and fought and killed Pavel Yanni, who was the head of a militia that had been hassling uh, and attempting to kill, far worse than hassling, uh, trying to kill your Petra client. Petra Oloshenko. Uh, Anna Dobracek. Well, I thought her real name was Petra Oloshenko. That's true. Thank you. That's what happens when I don't have my notes directly in front of me, is I use the one of two names I picked for people. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll happen. Yeah, like I look at my notes. Petra Oloshenko, not Anna Dobracek. You guys sped away in... I believe the a, a vehicle um, and made your way out. Just as a quick aside, one thing I forgot to do at the end of last episode is whoever wants to, can I get one person make a surveillance check for me? Not it. I think I got a couple points in surveillance. What's surveillance under? Oh, I got four in it. I mean, the points are going to reset, so why not put four into it? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Use those mechanics. Uh, um, <clears throat> I'll make the roll. I'll put two of it. I'm not going to cheat the system that bad. I rolled a two for a total of four. Okay. Four works. Um, as you're flying away in the rear view, you know, there is the, the smoldering fire left from the explosions behind you. Um, and it's a clear night. You know, there's no clouds in the sky. So you see at first just uh, an oddity. And as you keep driving back from the Quonset hut or from the kind of Pavel's destroyed safe house back to your own safe house, the Quonset hut. You notice some dark shapes flitting across the moon. Uh, and what you notice are bats. And at first you go, okay, there's a couple of bats, but throughout the course of this drive, as you keep looking back in the mirror, you keep seeing these bats flitting across the moon or coming under streetlights. And as odd as it is, they seem to be keeping pace with your car or not losing your car, staying high up enough that you never seem to leave, you know, at least two or three bats alone. There's always a couple just flying along with you as you make your way back towards the end of the night. I would definitely mention that to to everybody. Like, hey guys, uh, this might sound crazy, but uh, we're being followed by bats. Are are you are you a vet? Are you um? Do you, do you know much about um animals? No, but I know a lot about surveillance, and we're being followed 
Yeah, are, are you sure we just don't have, like, um, a smattering of fruit paste above and it's a bunch of fruit bats that are attracted to us? I mean, do you know the migrational patterns of bats? No, but I know surveillance and we're being followed. Should we stay out for a little while until, uh, until they're not following us anymore? Yeah, I don't know if we want to book it back to the hideout. And just clear out from there, or, or what? Yeah, I just want to point out, quick Google search on my phone, and um, bats can travel 100 miles per hour. Sustained? Or like, burst? Um, I don't know about that. I'll uh, do more research. Tick, 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 tick on his phone. <laughs> well, I, I... I don't want to be that guy. But, uh... <clears throat> Something about vampires and bats seem to go hand in hand. A little worried about that. I mean, yeah, but I mean, are we still, are we still like, uh, really going along with this idea? I mean, bro, vampires aren't real. Whatever's yeah, going on. I, 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 you know, I would have said the exact same thing 48 hours ago. But we've seen some weird fucking shit that I can't explain. Can you explain it? Drugs? Drugs don't cause wounds to heal like that. Drugs don't cause me to have chunks taken out of my neck in the way that I did. Drugs seems like a bit of a stretch. And you should know that of all people, Doctor. I mean, maybe, maybe he's got a really thick neck, you know? Maybe he's uh, really into rugby, you know? Go All Blacks! I shot that thing in the face, blew off the top of its head, and it continued to come at us. You saw it. I saw it. We all saw it. Something wasn't right. That wasn't drugs. That was something fucked up. <clears throat> right, then. Um, let's humor this. Um, all right, fine. Bats. Bats are following us. They're, they're telling our location to their master. All right? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go with that. All right, so the first thing that we need to do is then, um, what? Get, like, underground, a covered area? Um, maybe ditch the vehicle somewhere? I mean, lose them somehow? Maybe get in some woods? Uh, all of those things sound like places bats could go. So, why don't we drive around till daybreak? How much gas do we have? Well, I never let my baby drop below half tank, so, you know. Oh, we're not in my car. Uh, you're in the white van. In the van. <clears throat> Should I make a preparedness check to see how much gas we had? No, just make a, make a quick driving test. Just for luck. I'm going to use three points. Okay. Total is six. Okay. Yeah, there's like three-quarter tank on this thing. All right, so three-quarter tank. This is a fairly big vehicle. About... What time is it? It's like four in the morning when the attack happened, right? Yeah, I think it was pretty close to sunup like already. Two, you could yeah. probably... You can drive the rest of the night on this tank if you need to. Perfect. You know, it's it's all up 2.30 now. You've got five hours till dawn. All right, so let's keep keep around. Let's stay in the uh, the lights of the city. Uh, if we need to, we'll hop out, <clears throat> refill quickly, and then get back going. Yeah, is there um is there any like twenty four hour places uh, that will lit some gas station maybe or? I'm sure we can find one driving around for the next several hours. Good, cause I'm parched <laughs> and I need a fresca. Uh, does someone want to? shoot a message to Petra, let her know what we're seeing, and maybe have uh, Yuri take some similar precautions. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, um, hold on. I start texting. <clears throat> and Tane, can you say that's from Strom and not from you, so they don't think that you're just, you know, <laughs> hallucinating? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I don't hear this like that often. Well, 
you I've watched you microdose so many times in the several months I've met you. Yeah, it's microdosing, mate. Do you know anything? Is it still microdosing if you're doing it constantly? Yeah. <laughs> I just picture him with a dropper, like just, just like in the middle of the conversation, just like taking a little drip and looking at back at him, like, well, yeah, <laughs> you're microdosing right now. <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> you know, it just gives a small state of euphoria and not actually a full-on hallucinogenic effect. See, the um, that's why it's called microdosing. Hmm? But if you take 30 micro doses a day, then you're just taking yeah. full doses. Like I said, just let her know it's from me. <laughs> Alright, um, this is the situation. We will be meeting up at this time from Ryan Gosling. He wishes he had my chin. I'm just saying, if you if you were getting into the movie business, I mean, you might want to be your stunt double. It'd be great. I mean, you should have been in Drive, you know, since you were driving. And you drive. So maybe you should drive. What movie? What? Yep, never seen it. Oh, man, you'd love it. <clears throat> uh, probably not. Yeah, it's, it's paced horribly. It's really slow, but it's graphic. I'm more of a... Big trouble in Little China type of guy. I mean, you can't go wrong with Jack Burton. I mean, what would he do in a situation like this? He'd run! Yeah, which is what we're doing. Yeah, we still have to address the fact that Pavel Oliani works for the Litovich family. And the Litovich family owns the nightclub that the the police commissioner so <clears throat> we got the the Paolo Oliani works for Litovich from Boris I believe and then and then we got the fact that the Daniel Brev, Brevdick the captain for the Kiev police spends a lot of time at said nightclub yeah which is owned by the Litovich family and he has a consistent bank uh, his his bank account has cash flow every time he visits the nightclub. <clears throat> and that came from my contact, Beatrice Sandoval. If you ever need me to dig up information for people, that's kind of my expertise. What? I thought you were just a drone pilot. <laughs> A drone pilot's going to be putting Joseph Gordon Lovitz out there in the internet. We can. Okay. So, um, you shoot a message off to Petra, and she just says, okay, you know, I'll stay inside and keep an eye out. Um, and then you just decide to cruise around until dawn? Yeah. Okay. You do. I mean, I don't think it's that hard for you to kill time in a city that has a Kiev. And about dawn, you make your way back to the Quonset hut. The militia has been and gone. They offloaded a couple of crates inside and then went their separate ways in their cars. Oh, so they still drop that stuff, even though we said take similar <laughs> precautions. Dicks. Um, did, the, did, uh, did the bats eventually leave us alone? Yeah, about, uh, sorry, at about dawn. Um, as the sun is starting to come up, you notice the bats all peel off and kind of make their way back to wherever bats go during the day. No one knows. That's actually a big mystery that science has yet to figure out. Yeah, probably the forest underground or a tunnel <laughs> like Dane offered us to go. <laughs> hey, I'm not a vet. I'm a mortician. Um, it is much quieter. And that's, you know, for the next two days, you guys are free. We've finished an operation. So now I guess uh, we fall into a bit of a downtime period for you guys. Everyone's stats refresh. Except for network cover and stability. Network right? cover stability, that's right. And because no one was in the... Let me pull up your character sheets real fast. But as far as health, everyone was... No one got below 10 or below 0. Tyson got close. Yeah, man. Tyson got real close. Yeah, because healing below 0 takes time. You know, days. You guys are at a point where you could heal yourselves up. 
So you're saying it was it was network contacts and what else doesn't? Uh... So network contacts don't refresh. Network and cover doesn't refresh, and stability doesn't refresh. Wait, net network what? Ne so over in the general abilities, network and cover do not oh. refresh, and then your network contacts for anyone that you've you've generated they gotcha. don't refresh, and your stability does not. Okay, and how how does uh, uh does it refresh the stability? So and that's what we're going to come to. Stability refreshes with psychiatric care. And you can also, and I believe in the book it also says, spending time at your, uh, your safety. Mm, mm -hmm. And you can also use your is... solace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, if we have a couple of days, I would definitely head to my solace, spend some time down at the, uh, with uh, old Tom at at the Sticks Bar, which is also my safety. So yeah, I would definitely go, with, you know, we all talk. Um. Oh, in the daytime. Out. So, are we able to refresh our hit points during this? Just not our stability. Yeah, you'll be at full health. Um, basically, it's one health per scene. Um, if no one's doing medic, you know, because no one is it really a, an injured state. You're all kind of battered and bruised, but no one's really beaten. Um, everyone is also going to get eight experience points. So we get eight new points to put into stuff. So that's eight points. Basically general points so you can use those as general points to boost up different pools you want to use you can use those to refill network and cover and you can use those to upgrade your stability um now can we opt to like do do we use um the um like the solace or the old like uh the safety like do we have to use like uh, sorry, do we have to do those things to spend those experience points to no. fix our stability, etc.? Okay, so they're separate. It's things. separate, yeah. It's like, so your symbol is something you can use in the middle of an operation. You can oh, take okay. a moment, you know, hold your symbol, tell me how it's helping you in the moment, and recover, I think, like two points of stability. You know, a, a safety is someone you can go visit uh, in the middle of an operation or at any point and basically turn it into a safe house and have an immediate safe, secure safe house for at least a night and help you refresh your abilities. The minute your safety's on the board, your safety's on the board. You know, once you bring them into play, I can fully fuck with them. There are other ways I can fuck mm -hmm. with your safeties and solaces and symbols, but you bringing it in is you saying, you know, damn the man and the consequences, I need this right now. So there's that to keep in mind. Now, here's a question. Um, I uh, literally have... Um the um shrink i have the shrink ability yeah uh so does that mean i can help with people's stability by being a trained shrink you can um so just like medic you can spend one point and heal two ah. points once per session you can refresh one point of stability by drawing strength from your symbol if your safe if your place of safety remains inviolate you can refresh one point at the end of each session that's good to know i didn't know that so bam so at this point we would be back to full. Yeah, I think because we're well, we're at. I think I lost the most at two, uh, three or... since episode two. You know when you, I think you didn't lose any of this last time. Yeah, so you'd be back at least two points. Uh, Hunter, you can refresh two points by giving into your addictive disorder, which you and I should probably clarify too, and make it a little more book ready. Right, because I've just been trying to play into the fact that I'm not reliable at oh, all. We need to make, we need to mechanize it. <laughs> so, I mean, do we? <laughs> I mean, we, we really don't. You just you don't have an addictive disorder as it is. Um, it's more that your guy just really dabbles. Oh, okay. Primarily, just likes to dabble in drugs. You just do a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. When your stability drops, I just low, didn't know if you like if you if you want. Oh, right, right, right. Then you can get PTSD <laughs> or an addiction. So that's that. <laughs> check and check, mate. We'll get there. <laughs> Page 224 in the book has a great little ability refresh summary. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. So we can bring those up and put them together. So yeah, at the end of the operation, you get a full refresh of all general abilities except health, stability, and cover, and network. Oh, damn. So health and stability, you will have to kind of heal up with time. But I think your guys' stability is fine. And you just said that we've had enough time. Yeah. I mean, well, when did you lose your stability? Was it this last mission? Yeah. Uh, it was For me, it was the very first mission. Oh, yeah. No, it was when we first fought the crazy vampire right. thing that jumped out of the room. I think this last mission no, for you did me, great. it was when we tortured that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. Um, everything else will wipe and clear. And those eight points, you guys, that's how you advance your character now, is you can use those to, to boost up things you have, open up things you don't, or do what you want to do, as you will. And can we... 
Can we hoard them and use them like we did our initial pool? Dang straight, you can. You can just show up in the middle of a mission one day and say, nope, I have three points in geology. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to know these things. <laughs> Tane, when did you suddenly learn to eight in hand-to-hand combat? Oh, I watched a, a whole documentary about MMA. I've always known. I just played it <laughs> weak to throw you all off your games. What? You guys didn't know I have an eidetic memory. <laughs> okay, so has my stability regenerated then? Also, uh, yeah. you would have gotten that back. session or whatever. Yeah. So really at the end of each session, you're going to recover one as long as no one messes up that cabin in Northern New York. Yeah. Cause my stability is only five. So Wait, your stability max is five. Easy, Look, man, I didn't know how valuable it was going to be in this game. I just want to make sure I heard that right. You can go to negative five. Hunter, yours is the, yours is the highest by far, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I think I have the second highest at seven. Never mind. Someone has ten. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dump three in <laughs> to get to ten. The way stability works too, which we can clarify, is we're all learning this game. Um, stability is like health. When you get to zero, you're just things get harder. You know, difficulty levels all get harder. Everything goes up by one. Um, at negative five, you are shaken. Um, you can't spend points from your investigative abilities, and all difficulties go up by one. When you're from negative six to negative eleven. You get a mental illness, which is going to stay with you no matter what, and you permanently lose one stability from your rating. Ooh. So that goes down permanently. When you get to negative 12, uh, you are incurably insane and your character is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. At, at negative 12. 12 huh? So you're okay at negative 5, unless shit starts to really break weird. And you start to really fail stability checks. Which seems pretty likely with what we've seen so far. There's a sheet I just sent all of you. So there's a sheet called Realities. I sent you guys all on Drive. Uh, that sheet has just, for my edification, has the location where you are. You guys are in Kiev. The date is the 19th of September, the year 2019. Uh, and then two things, heat and funds. Um, we're going to get into heat more next session as we jump into a new operation in all likelihood. Um, and we'll talk about funds. But heat is a measure of your heat, not just with the police, but with everybody, just how much is on you at any given time. The things you guys do bring up heat and at the beginning of every session which we're going to start next time um somebody's going to roll a die they can spend any justifiable general ability to kind of affect that role uh, what that does is changes whether or not you guys are going to have a kind of a police interference it's uh it's gonna be weird but it's it's an admin you know you guys have blown up two buildings now in two days three days we you guys <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of we talk that's one guy <laughs> We got a lot of dead bodies and blown up buildings in this city. Um, it's going to change things. It will change the black market. It'll make things harder for you guys to find the higher this is. There's ways to bring it down. And sometimes there's ways to just say, we're leaving town. Let's go look somewhere <laughs> else. You know, let's let Kiev cool down a little bit as we go track something else down somewhere else. Um, there are steps we can take to lower our heat. There right? are. You know. Yeah, that's on 89. You guys can do things like make a contact who is you know, someone in the government or someone in the police and say, I am reaching out to my old friend and asking him to square this away for me. And then we see how many points we spend to get it lower for you. Um, that's a possibility always. I mean, contacts and network are the bread and butter. Um, I dropped a couple links in the Discord earlier, just in the general text channel. Um, I think the last couple of weeks. Oh, networking heat. And they should break down. And one is network and one is heat. And just it's just some information um, from this guy, Adam Gauntlet, who does, he's got some great articles on Nightspike Agents and just kind of gumshoe stuff. But it is, you know, here's how things to do with network and heat to can square things away or make this easier or harder for you. And the other thing is your funds, which is on page 95. And that breaks into how this thing spends for you. And I remember this because of episode one when Tyler was just throwing money around like nobody's business and then yells out how much digital money is bullshit I mean whatever man you know <laughs> money came from the money somewhere came, exactly um, you guys have been working in the underground for a while now you guys have all kind of built up reps and a little nest egg this game is relatively easy with inventory it is not free to do whatever you want so you can do things like have excessive funds where you have the ability to buy lots of high-end gear and custom lab equipment or get a, you know, buy a jet if you need it or, or a Renoir painting for whatever reason. Um, 
you guys at this point are not there. You guys are down into steady funds. Most anything a normal European middle class person can buy, uh, you can buy. You know, your streetwise spends get a weapon for everybody or maybe one really hyper-specialized weapon or a loadout. You know, if you need to buy silver bullets, it says, you know, it says you can get enough silver for one magazine per agent. So you guys have capabilities. Um, if you keep just throwing out money without recovering money, it's going to get down to, like, you're buying secondhand weapons. You can recover a fistful of rounds per agent, not, you know, a clip. Um, Which we did recover the money and guns from the first mission. Gave them back to Petra. Well, she would have paid but us. But what a good contact she will be. <clears throat> Got a builder. Um, but, and she did pay you, which is why you guys are at steady funds, not insufficient funds. Steady. <laughs> um, it is kind of too, uh, like a nebulous pool of money for all of you. Unless somebody wants to be the guy who's tracking money. I don't think anybody does. We're not going to say, like, Tane's got $17 and, you know, Tyson's got uh, 3500 and and and, you know... Strom's got a dodge dart. Um, I mean, so far, you're pretty spot on. Very spot on. Um, But just so that is a thing that I will start looking at and keeping track of kind of mentally. But you guys have a sheet, too, to work with. So this lets you know that right now, in Kiev, you have a heat of five. So things are going to be... Do we have a heat of five, or does Joseph Gordon Lovett have a heat of five? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's you. Um, Shit. (laughs) But by doing things that you guys have been doing, like scrubbing cameras and throwing down ammonia you have i mean this is a five not a seven mm-hmm. nice it's like this could be worse yeah because per per industrial building it's two heat we've exploded <laughs> so that's per building so that's four right there <laughs> not to mention live gunfire um oh and then there's also the diner that burnt down uh when the the handoff went off yeah so that would have actually been six well two for the Warehouses. Uh, industrial, low residential, and then three for the <laughs> business. Yeah. Uh, That's the seven. Oh, thank God for the ammonia and well, shit. And, and the successful noted, notable mm. digital intrusion. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And the car thefts. <laughs> <laughs> so I only also will only take the highest out of any kind of given session, really. If you guys, you know, steal four cars, but also... You know, kill a cop, you're only going to get a three and not a six. Wait, so are you saying if we burn down the entire industrial complex, we'll only get two? In one session? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! Well, that, Unless, that you know, depends. Somebody's... Did the head of state happen to be in there? <laughs> <laughs> it could get far worse. Um, But yeah, so that's what you're going to be looking at as this moves. So once preparation, you know... Things could get ugly um, or change. There's ways to square it away. Feel free to take a look at these pages. Yeah, I mean, just even elapsed time, like we're going to be taking a few days. Yep. Uh, as long as we're staying out of sight, we're going to get one dropped. After a week, it's another one. And then another month is another one, chances are. As long as we're not being spotted by the police doing shit, that it'll slowly drop there as mm-hmm. well. Um, if you have a contact... At the KMP, you know, if you just want to take those two points and say, I'm going to just build and throw away this guy, take him, run two points on him, and roll a die. We'll, you basically have to roll a higher number than that. We, I mean, we'll get there if you guys want to make a contact and burn it that way. Uh, but there's ways to do that and lower your heat, too. So it's it's all possibilities. There's all things. You're not stuck at, you know, five heat or seven heat, wherever you get to. Um, but keep that in mind, too. So uh, after all of that, everyone is refreshed. Um we did a quick run through on that. How how do you guys spend the next two days? Um, well, that that first day that we get back, like while the sun is still very high, I want to open that crate uh, full of dirt. Yeah. In the sunlight. Yeah. You take a crowbar to it. Where are you doing it? Just kind of out front of the Quonset hut. Yeah. Okay. Um, you take it out front. You know, high noon that next day crack it open and it is just full of dirt i mean you start to spoon through and it's this kind of deep loamy rich black dirt but digging through you know you find some rocks the occasional worm but nothing strange other than a you know a giant weapons case full of dirt okay hey, what are you doing you're um um acting like a kid playing in the mud 
dude i've 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 read a lot of books i've i've seen a lot of tv and movies i'm just worried i was worried part of me especially with the whole vampire thing that maybe heaven forbid there was a person or thing at the bottom of this this dirt actually you know you, you're onto something you know it's um I personally like to keep one foot in reality and one foot in fiction at all times. Um, so, you know, I think you're onto something. Actually, you might be able to help me. Can you grab me one of them uh, little, um, those, those worms squiggling around? Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm also going to go over and grab, like, a small little thing of uh, dirt and be like, uh, and I'm going to put both the worm and the dirt um, in some slides, and I'm going to try and determine... The place of origin of this dirt by looking at soil samples and uh, the type of earthworm and uh, the region it comes from. Okay. Um, that sounds like chemistry to me. Is there something else that sounds like it works for you? I, I have chemistry. It's also uh, probably maybe forensics. Could be forensic pathology. Um, or it could be, um, I mean, chemistry works. I got, I got skills in that. And the skills to pay the bills? Skills to pay the bills! All right, popping two. Got a five. Got a five. Okay. But we can go. We can go into that later. I it's just he brought it up, um, and I wanted to bring mine up while uh, that was on topic. But let's continue with the other things that everyone's doing in their dog well, time. Do, yeah, we'll get back to you. What we have right now uh, is just a thrilling scene of you uh, sitting in a microscope. You know, if this is a you know mm-hmm. the TV show, we get a nice pan of you sitting there and shuffling slides around and muttering to yourself and writing things down. Uh, and it takes time, but on camera, it's about eight seconds, you know? Montage. We get a, we get mm. a thrilling, yeah, a, a thrilling montage of you playing with the microscope. Tyson, what are you doing? So, I think after this encounter, I'm not feeling terribly well. <laughs> and I should get a hold of uh, my doctor friend again, Jason Richards. And spend, uh, he's only got a couple points, I'll spend the rest of his points to bring me back up to max. And uh, talk to him for a little while. Okay. So that runs him down to zero? Yeah, that'll bring him down to zero. I think I'd also like to sit down and talk with Yitzhak for a while about uh you know the crafting and construction of explosive devices and maybe me and him can talk about uh making smaller more concealable explosive devices rather than big burly pipe bombs that are kind of stand out that's easy i mean he is excited to sit there with you and just talk and talk and talk and teach you everything he has learned well not everything teach you a lot of what he's learned about explosive devices i mean he's got um you know, an eight, you're at a four. Um, and it is just, he has a grand time sitting there and, and he is far more effusive, I would assume, than you have seen him in on about anything else when he gets to talk about blowing things up. Let's jump back over to you, Tane. Um, Roger that. <clears throat> Hi, bro. You are going through this um, soil sample. Soil, thank you. Soil sample. Um, I need to actually look one time. And what you get is that this dirt, from what you can tell and what you have, have studied before and seen, um, and using the power of Google, really, and a few forum sites that you know where you can get on there and talk to people about things like dirt and soil samples. Well, and also remember when I did forensic pathology as a mortician, I'd have to check underneath the fingernails of, of soil samples of victims and double check them. So I, it, this isn't new to someone of my profession. That's perfect. I love that. Um, what you know, uh, this dirt is the kind of the, the base minerals and things that come in there isn't too nuts or crazy, but... There's just enough, like, carbon residue um, and what residue? carbon residue and trace mineral um, 
that lets you know that it comes from the Tumen Oblast, which is in the western Siberian region of Siberia. Western Siberia. Okay. Oh, great. Eastern Europe. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, uh, hey, uh, Strom, you're, you're definitely onto something. The, uh, the other, th uh, thing, uh, besides the dirt, uh, did, uh, like the earthworms give any type of narrowing of region or anything like that? <laughs> no. I mean, the earthworms were straight up just seemed like worms, you know, um, that's what you can tell is that everything matches to Western Siberia. Okay. So that takes up most of your first day for all of you, really. Um, playing with dirt and, and just sitting down studying with Yitzhak for Tyson. Um, I mean, Wes could definitely do something more because he just opened no, up the dirt Wes thing spent and the entire day just staring at dirt. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to do, Wes? <laughs> Yeah, so before, or maybe on a break or something, that uh, that uh, Tyson and Yitzhak, you know, studying after I get done dirt digging, uh, I asked Tyson to set me up on the dark web. What are you looking for? The dark web. Uh, I'm looking for any conspiracy, any ties to the word vampire. I'm looking for everything. And I just want to, like, start digging. Just digging. Looking up all the crazy shit that I can find on vampires. So I think... Oh, uh, I think it's not out of their own possibility now that you guys know vampires exist. Um, when we started this game, no one could put a point in vampirology. Let's open that up to points, if you guys want to start putting points in that. That's exactly what my thought <laughs> So we can put points into our uh, other abilities other than general? General and investigative. Yeah. So oh. eight points, yeah. Yeah, that's, that changes everything. Everything is different. Well, you said that, that, that the general, yeah, that the experience points transferred to general build points, not also investigative oh, well, points. So, so because a general build point things. goes for everything. Oh, no, I guess they go to investigate build points. Let me double check that. I'm sorry. I'm. Yeah, so they get spent as build points to increase investigative or general abilities. You may acquire new abilities or bolster existing ones. Rationalize new abilities as areas of expertise you've had all along, but are only revealing later in the series if necessary. So cover and network can only be rebuilt with experience points. You can save up build points for special weapons training and tag team tactical benefits, which is dope stuff. Um, you may also reassign one or two build points from one ability to another, justifying it as skill atrophy. So that's a possibility too, um, especially with the way our characters are. If you guys see some overlap and somebody goes, you know what I don't want is, you know, I don't think we also need to have some points in this. If you have points in that, I'm going to move something over here. Um, that's open as long as, you know, we, we know what we're doing. Okay. All right. Okay. Knowing right. that we can upgrade anything um, before I go back to, to Tane and Strom or Tyson and Strom, does anybody want to say anything? I'm just going to wait until I actually need them, and then I'll put the points where... Straight up. Or, uh, Strom. You were saying something before yeah. I cut you off. Well, so I'm just... I'm digging digging into everything. Uh, if there's a mention of vampire, uh, I'm, I'm trying to read it. Uh, not just dark web stuff, just, you know, Google searches, of course. Uh, and just anything that I can see of, like, people losing blood and dying like looking up case histories looking up shit like that and kind of delving into not just vampires just kind of the occult in general because in my mind if vampires are real well bullshit well maybe werewolves are real fuck maybe maybe ghouls and goblins like what the fuck is going on like so just kind of doing more focused on vampires but also looking into more just kind of occult fucking magics and shit too just to be safe there is a wealth of information on the internet. Uh, <laughs> you t you get absorbed. I mean, um, yeah. This in, is my next two days. By the, the dark way. web. The how dark, many? The dark web. How many points are you putting into vampirology? I was gonna put one into vampirology. Okay. Because uh, I figured just 
without first-hand knowledge, I, there's only so much I can learn, or at least second-hand knowledge. I mean, with that, you've got first-hand knowledge now, you know. Um, you start to put together things. I think in the act of you sitting here and learning and studying, you start to parse through what's bullshit and what's not, you know. Um, you know, do vampires get repelled by crosses? Oh, maybe, you know. Um, can vampires not cross running water oh, maybe there's a lot of maybes out there but there's also a lot of solid things Do they have ocd and have to count everything dropped before them right you know is a vampire a third dimensional being or a fourth dimensional being with just like a fractal brain probably not you know that's we can debunk that one you know we don't have ancient alien vampires coming in here that are psychically draining everything um but a lot of what comes out is you know what you have seen tracks with what you can read in typical vampire stuff. Uh, Take heads off, you know, so far the two things that you have fought that are unnatural, you have beheaded and they have stayed dead. You don't really know much about fire, fire to the head, fire to the, well, that destroyed that head, you know, Um, (laughs) you haven't seen them deal with sunlight before, but the internet seems to say, you know, stay away from sunlight. That's makes sense. If you, if you're seeing a real vampire, you know, you come across these things on the dark web that are short of, I mean, short of building a contact with somebody that you've met and are talking to, you're kind of reading blogs and these these deep, dark things of people who are sure that they've seen vampires. And they're telling you what they've seen and how they've seen. Um, you know, there's a kid in China who saw... Uh, a hopping vampire? Well, yeah, you know, saw a, a different kind of vampire. And there's a kid in Brazil who, who talks about how these, you know, demons come from the forest and suck fat. No, that's a vampire. You guys have to, like, I saw this. You know, this is what killed my grandmother. You have to watch this. And everyone outside of South America is like, okay, what kind of a vampire? No, man, vampires drink blood. And, like, somebody in the south of France is like, uh, you know, I've seen these new vampires that are out running and being crazy. And it's just this whole mass information that you are starting to parse through and taking two days to do. Um, And that's it. You know, you're sitting at a computer. It's a very thrilling scene of you sitting at a computer and eating, you know, Korean noodles and reading about vampires. I just picture like a a scene from Supernatural where, where Dean and Sam are just fucking going through books like in public records. And yeah, just be like, oh shit, this gin has been around forever. <laughs> that's it, man. I mean, that's so, exactly what it is. It's you just doing research and learning. So I put one point into vampirology and one point into occult studies. Nice. Um, Keeping me with three points. Doing that, I mean, you start to realize that there is a wealth of information that you are now putting a little more stock in in regards to things like magic. People who are swearing that magic is real and that demons are out there and that, I mean, maybe witches and werewolves and all that shit that has been a a myth and a joke forever. Uh, Fairies and pixies and maybe it's, is it all real? Uh, You know, maybe. It seems a lot more likely now. while I'm just like sorting through, can I go on like Amazon or something <laughs> and buy just like a UV flashlight? Oh yeah, I don't think that's hard for you at all. Yeah. And like in that same, you know, in that same Amazon order where I just got like handheld UV, I also order some like steaks, like USDA like garden brand. steaks, like wooden garden steaks. You know, like four or five bucks for like six, you know, just <laughs> just paranoid out. You're just really diving deep into what this all means. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to go the um, the other route and go full science on this. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, uh, I you, you told me before when I looked at the vampires uh, blood cells that they had uh, macrocytosis. They were they were large and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was a form of anemia. Uh, and then under the application of heat, um, these um, cells started to revert back to uh, normal uh, normal size. Um, I want to test out what the um, application of a high dose of B12 like a B12 injection, like a syringe, and just see what the effects are upon it. Because they use B12 um, uh, injections to help with uh, macrotic anemia or macrocytic anemia. Yeah. You know, I've got to think and, about that. Uh, and, and then the other thing is, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm still not sold on this whole vampire thing. I mean, uh, with macrocytic anemia, I mean, two of the um, main um, uh, side effects of it over long term is peripheral ne neuropathy and dementia. And peripheral neuropathy is um, where you start, like, y your, your brain and central nervous system and the rest of your body starts, like, shutting down the nerves. So you don't, you start not feeling. So all the times that we're shooting them and hurting them, and they're not reacting, it might just be peripheral neuropathy. And the dementia explains all their weird judgment and the behaviors and being erratic. I mean, yeah, you normally think of dementia as like, oh, doddering people that, like, can't think straight, and where am I, who am I? But, I mean, it can also cause, like, also, I mean, massive confusion, it can cause, uh, rage, um, you know, you don't cope well, you, you lash out, and, you know, with the, the combination of those two things, I mean, this might not be, you know, supernatural, but, um, you know, might be just a, a disease. You know, I, I'm totally open to that possibility. I like the idea of just But I'd also like to maybe. be prepared just in case oh. crazy shit is just happening to go down. I'm not discounting. I'm just saying, well, you started that side. I'm going to be over here starting this side, and maybe we can find a nice mesh. And also, you're telling me you think that, you know, this neuropathy is being spread in mass dementia be people being afflicted with dementia or you know right so what could affect this and cause this say that someone giving right but i mean it, i mean this could be um dementia. biological warfare Doesn't you know this could be a biological super weapon beneficial. you know made from um you know these these diseases an exaggerated uh, exacerbated version um, which, you know, we might, uh, attribute to vampirism. I mean, you gotta remember, all myth started from some form of truth. So maybe if this is just a strain, that we don't know about. At the same time, I'm not gonna rule out, I mean, I've seen some weird stuff. I mean, the last two days, notwithstanding. <laughs> I swear, I once saw the ghost of my great-uncle, uh, Jacob. And he was very disappointed in me. No, not Jacob. <laughs> you know, I'll take chemistry or or medic for this. If you want to make a check, just to see how much you glean. All right, all right. Um, you know what? Since we have the time and we're spending days, I'm just going to use my MOS. Medic. Okay, easy. The vitamin B12 injection. I mean, when you just kind of put it near the blood cells, you watch as they kind of elasticize back to a, a proper sizing, you know, and a, they almost start to, they don't really promulgate, you know, you don't get more blood cells there than you had because there's, you know, you don't have any marrow to make more blood cells. Mm -hmm. um, but they start to react a little bit easier and a little bit smoother in the way they move across the plate. So when after applying the B12 and uh, doing like maybe light heat to, to see how both of them work together. Mm -hmm. I then want to add a drop of my own blood to the mixture to see how my fresh blood reacts with the uh, vampiric blood. Yeah. After it's been treated. Before, I'd actually like to test one on before the treatments and after the treatments to see the difference. Okay, so before treatment, just the the pure, uh, the pure kind of feral blood that you got and your blood, mm -hmm. as you mix it, there's a frantic movement of blood cells as the the existing anemic blood cells start to cluster around your existing. Um, mm -hmm, and slowly mm -hmm. your blood cells begin to um, anemicize. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah, as the, you know, as whatever is kind of being taken from your full kind of typical cells is being spread back to the others. And as you do, I mean, there is a period of time you know there is there's not much you know it's a you know a couple of drops of blood in a couple of drops of blood um but there is a a noticeable period of time where the anemic blood starts to act a little more normally and starts to just kind of move a little smoother when you apply the heat to the anemic blood and give your blood it starts to move quickly um the blood cells which is kind of been sitting on this on this slide start to just vibrate erratically and move across the slide and almost at times you know there's a little bit where it starts to almost peel off the uh the plate on the slide and start to ooze a little off the side 
as it starts to just seem to move and want to move and stretch and get out and just and just expand itself out with the heat and your blood and you know to a lesser effect it was that without the addition of heat with the addition of a little more heat it starts to just really start to expand and grow and try and head somewhere all right so it definitely looks like after the creature consumes an excess amount of blood it most likely regains part of its um maybe it's consciousness or humanity if it still has that and then it looks like um definitely fire is um it's a massive repellent in um in a very um base way like down to the very very um core of this creature it definitely it uh, has an abject reaction to to heat um and then the the post b12 um blood with my blood added what happens then not much changes um, okay. You know, the, the injection of B12 seems to make the the anemic blood a little slower to absorb yours, almost as if, you know, it's already been sated. Um, it's, a, it's a little less... The, when the cells kind of clump against your cells, it's a little less frenetic as they kind of anemicize themselves. Um, it still happens. Just there is that, that slight delay. It's not as ravenous. Exactly. Excellent. Thank you. I have learned a great deal. Good. Are there any possible liquid propellants you could think of being able to make with this? Uh, you know, some some means of applying heat from a distance. Um, gasoline, and then add fire. <laughs> um. Yitzhak's eyes <laughs> light up. Um, yeah, no, it um, it doesn't seem like. Wait, are you are you talking about like garlic juice? Hold on, wait a minute. Where's where's that my Italian dinner? <laughs> no, I meant more like hydrofluoric acid. Um, yeah. Can I can I add a little bit of garlic to a to a a, a petri or not petri but to a slide? And, uh, yeah, um, nothing seems to happen. Yeah, I've gotten a, a negative reaction. Hey, no, I, I'd actually say, um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe if we have, um, some sort of, um, syringe, appli- I need tranquilizer dots. I need, I need a gun from a zoo. I mean, they probably have the tranquilizer darts that you need at the zoo also. It's just funny that I think about like stealing from a zoo before like actually ordering like a you know a vet tranquilizer gun. <laughs> just the way Tane's brain works. <laughs> I'm looking at any possibilities here, my man. And really as far as I can tell, I mean Yeah, there's a chance that that it's not just vampires. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of people out here in there, you know, obviously there's going to be your crazies, but there's people that are swearing by things like, you know, the mummy magic uh, to, to an extent, you know, obviously not maybe in the way we know it, like, Oh, magic bullets, but, Oh yeah. It took out JFK. I know it took out JFK and that wasn't it. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's a risky thing to say on a podcast. Uh, uh, it happened from that hill over there. No, yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at any and all possibilities, man. I'm, I'm not leaving anything out at this point. And that seems to eat up your second day. Hey, can I order a tranquilizer gun? <laughs> Yeah, that's like a reasonable thing you can just buy. Yeah. Yeah, reasonable thing. You have sufficient funds, you can get a <laughs> tranquilizer gun. Because basically, I'm just going to make um, a saline uh, solution with B12, a high mixture. Okay. And 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 load up a tranquilizer gun with it. Yeah, man, two hundred fifty bucks on uh, Amazon.com. You can buy the vet gun delivery system. Fuck yes.
It's funny. I didn't even look that up personally, like on Google, but I've been like literally reading up on fucking anemia and treatment sources, like doing actual science fucking homework. <laughs> but I can't even fucking Google search a goddamn syringe gun. Knowing that I can't continue going about getting money the way that I have been up until now, I think that it would benefit me to probably make a contact that I likely have had um, in like the art dealing world, someone that I know. Uh, I imagine there's a museum around here somewhere that would have something that I would want to, that someone would want me to take, being as I'm as expert as I am. I'm sure there is. Um, why don't we build you a contact, buddy? What's their name? Yosef Spaguler. Green. We will call this contact Green. Okay. And where's Green from? Um, I don't know her real name. As we typically only communicate um, indirectly, maybe through proxy. From the United States, from the sound of it, the few times that I have spoken to her directly. Okay, how many points um, are you putting in? I think I'll put like six points in. So it sounds like Green is is a kind of a fixer and an acquirer for people. Uh, and she spends time in kind of arts and antiquities. One thing that's important to do with contacts, as I've done some research into, um, is making sure that they're not hyper-specialized. Um, it is easier for you to use a contact who does something like is involved in international art theft, you know, and knows antiquities in the long run more frequently than, I'm sorry, Wes, but like Beatrice who helps run the Kiev DMV. Yeah, but she has other, she has other contacts than just the Kiev DMV. <laughs> That's just where she works now. <laughs> just keep so like maybe a doctor friend wasn't uh, the great I greatest idea. I mean, potentially. Although having a doctor friend who, you know, can perform medicine is huge. I mean, that's great. You know, and saying, look, he's got three points. I just need this right now. I need these six points of medic of health. You know, let's just do that right now and burn it out. Um, but if you want, like, instead of saying, you know, this is my friend who lives in Tokyo and he's a cab driver. And he knows everyone in the underworld. You could say, here's my Interpol friend who keeps an eye on international organized crime in Southeast Asia. Um, just keeping it broader, just for better help for you guys in the long run. When you reach out to Green, what are you, uh, what are you asking? Um, I'm going to see if there's anything around uh, in Kiev. Uh, any paintings or anything that she might be interested in. Um, from what I was looking at, there's a couple of small museums around. How do you contact her? Message boards on the internet. Um, horse racing message boards, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> there is, a. Uh... There's a message board that she uses in some kind of obscure, like, horse racing website. You're familiar with kind of all of her lingo and slang and how you guys contact back and forth. But that's how dead drops work for her, basically, is reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I'm looking into a horse kind of in this area of Europe. And I'm wondering, you know, what's a good deal? And, you know, uh, I see all these farms. Is there anything I should look for in particular? And you get a response that is very much, oh, well, if, you know, if historically, or what used to be, you know, a very fancy part of the Ukraine. And then after, you know, 1943, when the Kiev Museum, it's just, you know, there's a lot that opens up. And she basically tells you that there is a great exhibition with a lot of, not prehistoric, but kind of classical history currently on exhibit in the Kiev National Museum of History of the Ukraine. Okay. If you are going to get in there and open some things up and liberate some things, there are pieces that uh, she'd be more than happy to help find a more private owner. Yeah, I want to go see if there's any um, 
look online exhibits and displays they have up prominently currently and see what's going on I'll uh, turn to the other guys hey I think I got a job for us if you guys are interested something a little low-key not so explosive in nature as it has been recently you know uh, I'm always game for driving wheels I would need you Strom to uh, to drive us there and keep it running waiting for us well for me most likely if you're uh, interested in assisting yeah I can do that this has been a role playing grenade podcast thanks for joining us you can find us on twitter at rpgrenadepod and on instagram at roleplaygrenade our intro and outro music was written and recorded by Stephen Hoshaw thanks again pal we'll see you next time and until then remember when in doubt raise the stakes